Welcome to the Nerdy Bible Podcast. The Nerdy Bible is a nonprofit aimed at bridging the gap between Jesus and the modern world. We believe that the greatest way to learn is to wrestle, especially when it comes to our faith. We exist to provide a space where questions are welcomed, doubts are discussed, and all are invited to pursue a deeper understanding of who God is. Today we break down Season 3, Episode 4 of The Chosen. The disciples carry out their mission as they go about two-by-two healing and preaching in the name of Jesus. They return to Capernaum amazed but struggling to understand what happened and the meaning of their mission. Meanwhile, Simon Peter and Eden struggle to reconnect as Simon Peter has a surprise conversation with the Roman soldier, Gaius. This is part one of a two-part episode called Clean. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to The Chosen Series. Uh, my name is James from The Nerdy Bible, and I'm here with Mike from Showboys Podcast. How are you doing, man? Doing well. A little sleepy yeah. tonight, but otherwise good. You know, got a fresh haircut over the weekend. Yes, yes. New, new year, new hairdo, I think, is the way the saying goes. Yeah, I'm due for a <laughs> hairdo cut. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, um I did I also didn't know what to do with myself because we didn't you didn't do the, the traditional five countdown fours. into yeah. the silence. It just started from key. thirty and yeah. went down and it was a mess. It just yeah. didn't work out. So <laughs> got to like be doing that again. <laughs> you gotta try new things sometimes. <laughs> it's a new year, new things, yeah. new countdown. So yeah, man. Awesome. So um tonight we're going over season three, episode four, man. It's uh we're cruising. Yeah. We're cruising. Um, which is ridiculous because I feel like, you know, we're gonna catch up here. Well, you're already caught up. You you just started mass producing episodes and putting them out. Like it was, <laughs> you know, I, I've shown the um the patient route here, <laughs> um, primarily because I don't have a another course of episodes coming out every week. So um, yeah. but yeah, no, so we got what so is this four five six seven four more well, this after the, this this is the yeah. mid-season finale if we want to get yeah, pretty much yeah that's a that's a pretty good way to put it right, um finale that's what they that's that that's the term they used back in the day like when when we actually watched shows on channels like amc and whatnot they would yeah. well, they would I mean, have like a mid-season finale or at least i'm thinking specifically uh, of the walking dead for example i don't know why <laughs> this is the first one that popped into my head um, but they would have a mid-season finale, take like a month off, and then release the second half of the season. Mm. I don't know. There's something weird that used to happen. but Interesting. Yeah. No, they did. I do remember that. Um, I do remember that. Um, well, they're actually going through week by week now, which is which – is I did not predict it. I thought that they were going to be more of – you know. In the past, it's been like, here's a random slew of episodes. Here's not. <laughs> no more episodes. Here's some more. Here's, you know, and so, but it, I don't know. So far, um, it is, what is today's date? The 3rd of January, um, which is a, what is today? A Tuesday. <laughs> yes, yes. A Tuesday. And so this coming Saturday, they're going to release episode five. And then the Sunday after, they're going to release episode six. So, um, those are the only two that are announced thus far, but I imagine that if they're going to continue this route, the next two will be, um, named shortly. 
which is crazy. So therefore, um, we're coming, we're cruising, we're cruising to the end of the season. And, uh, we're, like you said, we're reaching our midpoint. So why don't you give us a little, uh, synopsis of the episode four? Yes. Uh, it's, it's a brief one. Hmm. If you can imagine that, uh, just cause we'll, you know, we'll make it long. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling these episode descriptions, uh, from the streaming platform now, as opposed to, Seasons one and two, I took it off the wiki page, which was mm. much more thorough. Uh, but yes, the apostles return from their missions, uh, but wrestle with how they performed their miracles. Uh, and yeah, that th- this episode brought up um, uh, some really good thinking points for me mm. that I'm excited to talk about tonight. Yeah, I actually made a note, just one. I thought I was going to make more, but I was just like, get into the show and I forget. But I do have one note that I want to bring up and I'll bring that up when the time. Well, actually, it's pretty early on. I'll bring it up. But cool. So um, awesome, man. I mean, let's jump in. Why just, wait? Just get right to the Snickers. Better time than now, they say. Uh-huh. It's going to keep right. throwing sayings out. And whether or not they're actual sayings or not will be for you guys to decide. Um, It'll be a little test for you. I don't even know what I'm talking about half the time. So yeah, I have no, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, so um, I was, I was curious about this introduction because I kept on seeing, um, seeing um, things on social media. One of them being Dallas and said he was like quoting people and like one person was like this was the worst introduction i've ever seen and then the next person literally on the same this is the best introduction i've ever seen so like just you know people with their opinions man yep everyone's got one it's just way too much like just 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 watch the show yeah and just like you know, and then just do a podcast after. About yeah, the and then episode. do all your opinions on an hour and a half long <laughs> yeah. podcast. Where you were, I would say our average is not about an hour and a half. It's probably like an hour and forty five <laughs> yeah. minutes to go over a forty minute episode. But no, um, I actually liked it. It's the old um, starts out the um, grayscale. What do you call this? Black and white. Yeah. Yep, black and um, white. Grayscale, I guess. Be, uh, <laughs> but yeah so um if you recall um episode two was called two by two jesus sends out the disciples which is very you know it's straight from scripture so um sends them out um to do works in different areas right to mm-hmm. preach the gospel to do you know that's what's what he's calling them to do so they go out right and so episode three was one of those typical episodes three where you don't really get a picture of of what was happening here it's some specific isolated thing and that's what we what we got um Mm -hmm. so now we jump to the introduction of episode four and we have the disciples out two by two cruising around and so you it's black and white and i like it it's the um, no words. You can't hear anything. So you see lips moving, yep. but you can't really, you know, it's just some, the music here is yeah. really, really great. I, I'm um, trying to picture it. I'm not picture it. It's... This, uh, the intro over eight minutes long. So it's a big one. Uh, but I love what they do here. Um, the black and white is amazing. 
the the little to very soft mumblings of voices to where like you can't really understand what they're saying we can in some scenes like particularly when andrew's preaching in the the town or whatever you can kind of hear talking but you don't really you can't really make out exactly what he's mm-hmm. saying but uh they do some really cool uh there are some gorgeous camera shots in this intro and the use of the black and white i really feel like just enhances most cinematography uh feature i mean uh i can't think of the right word but like tricks strategies uh approaches um i like just right off the bat the first miracle that happens with thomas and um Mm -hmm. and john like one they're surprised that like it actually worked which is a a talking point that we're gonna get into but like how the camera kind of like you know zooms in on each of them as they're kind of like bewildered and shocked it's i mean they zoom in on people all the time but for some reason with the black and white it just like enhances that technique right it just makes it look cooler i don't know mm-hmm. more powerful more cinematic dare i say uh and then the next miracle you have a shot the camera's above behind andrew's head like angled down into the the crowd in front of him it's just even the opening shot that you see at the start of the episode just the the girl with the cloudy eyes staring directly into the camera beautiful mm-hmm. shot like it's just oh it is gorgeous well that was that that was the first thing right yeah yeah um but yeah like you said here in this this eight minute intro sorry my eyeball is really itchy right now um we have just shifting scenes between each pair of disciples in their their uh their assigned mission field preaching healing casting out demons exactly what jesus told them they were going to have the authority and power to do um and it's it's so cool to see so cool um you have some of them have confidence in what they're doing some of them like thomas and john in the beginning are just kind of shocked that they're doing the things they're doing you have people like Big James and Little James, you know, they're kind of nervous looking mm-hmm. at when they're starting, you know, when their scenes are coming in. Um, yeah, it was just really, really cool to see. I think this is a great way to kind of like, instead of spending the entire episode following each pair, like you just get glimpses of what they did and then it allows the episode to be what it was, which was like a big think piece, right? A lot of mm-hmm. deep, like theological thoughts are kind of introduced here for people to just kind of chew on after the fact. Yeah. Ah, uh, you should definitely talk over music more often. It, it like was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I had the uh, introduction <laughs> playing there that whole time with that music and like uh, I was like and make yeah, it just sound so good. much more yeah, epic. No. <laughs> it does. So no, I. Um, I was also looking at, you know, this is one of those scenes too, or even one of those things in, 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 in scripture that you see that it's like, you know, what, what was it? Uh, so Mark, Mark six, seven is what 
you had in episode two, you know, Jesus says, take nothing for the journey except the staff, blah, you know, goes through everything. Mm. And then it says, they went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Boom. Done. Exactly what happened in those eight minutes. And, and you know, like, but this eight minutes is like, is like eight minutes longer than what we get from scripture you know <laughs> right. and like yeah. and so I'm, I'm unless i'm i'm missing something here and i don't think i am i don't remember much of like there's a lot of things that happens in acts and you kind of follow people and 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 different things like that but not here like i think that's about it and um so yeah i don't know i just i love this is what's great about this show it's giving like this glimpse of of it and and so you know I mean, if you're very imaginative, you probably could have thought of things like this <laughs> in that scene. But right. like this is, you know, I mean, this is exactly what it is. There's healing sick people and driving out demons. Yeah. And, stuff. Um, and we've talked about that in an earlier episode and of our thoughts. On, it it kind of like this brought up a, 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 a chat with between me and my wife. Like it's always good. Yeah. Uh, at first she was like, um, like we could just use Thomas and Andrew or Thomas and John at the beginning when they, Mm -hmm. they heal the blind girl. Yeah. Like how they are just like shocked and amazed that they actually did that. And, you know, she was like, man, I I don't know. Like, shouldn't they be like confident in like Mm -hmm. expecting that to happen? And and it made me think, so I I kind of agree, but at the same time, we have the benefit of like learning about all this stuff, all the, the one, all the things that Jesus did throughout his entire ministry. We've had the, the opportunity and time to like try to understand that you know, Jesus has given us the same authority to do the things that he's done through the Holy Spirit. Whereas, like, they didn't have, uh, you know, the New Testament to read like we have, you know. So, like, they're, yes, they were walking with Jesus, but, like, they were just normal dudes like you and I who followed Jesus and, like, saw him do these things in front of them like for the first time right after going through like how long was it you know that this the period of silence before jesus's birth right like 400 years god didn't talk to his to the people Mm -hmm. there you know miracles like this were kind of unheard of uh, unless they're attributed to like the devil himself right so like yeah, they've been with Jesus and seen him do these things, but they're like fishermen. Just a like it'd be like a plumber, you know, going and being like, "Wait, hold on. You're telling me I can like cure this person's blindness?" And then like plumber. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, even though like Jesus told them and gave them his authority and power, like I still think those reactions probably like the first time they're going out preaching by themselves, like mm-hmm. asked to do these things and then like actually seeing them happen. I mean, I think I would be shocked. Is that wrong to think like, 
Should they have been confident and expectant of what they did? Or like, I don't know, what, what did you think about like those reactions? Or is that something that maybe didn't even like pop up? No, it. I, I was thinking that too when they were like, you know, they did this like, oh my goodness. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, like pretty much. I can't the shocked it. Pikachu face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, it. it's like... I think they're right now at this point driven by somewhat of a fear, not fear, but like that's might not be the right word. Um, I think it's one of the emotions that are underlying there. I don't know if it's what's, you know, primarily driving them, but you got to think about like this, like they're being pushed out of a nest, like a baby bird right now. Like that's what they're doing. Right. They Mm -hmm. follow the guy. Everything's like, you know, this is, this is the, the, the the rabbi the messiah the son you know the son of man right they're learning all of this as he's going and then out of nowhere it's like hey go and so they're now they're on their own they're like this is something new it's scary Hmm. right you're going into uncharted territories you're right before your preface saying like you may die like you know (laughs) i mean that that was a conversation And and like i think living in an oppressive time like like Rome, you know, and like, and the areas, I mean, it, it, not even Rome, like you're most likely it's stoned to death by your own people. Right. I mean, that's the reality here. And so like, I think fear is something that's driving them. So like, I don't think they have any certainty to them. It's really where I'm getting at. Like, there's just none. Even, even, even there was an argument later on and we'll talk about it, but like, it was like, I think it was big James was like, I still don't under like, no, like we're good in here and we don't even know why. Like there's no understanding. There's no explanation. There's no here. Like just go heal people. And it's like, I don't even know if I can do that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, so it's like, I, I, I get, I get it. And I understand what um your wife's saying. And I understand what you're saying. And like, both are, I think valid. Like, yeah, you should be in confidence. Right. But I don't think the baby bird that's flown out of the nest is like when they're f- actually flying, it's not like, like this, like, I knew I could and puff out their chest and like, I, I don't know, I guess that's not the best analogy. Cause I don't think they're thinking like that, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's like, I think it would be amazed. I don't, how about this? I would say, I don't care if you were the most confident person in the world, or I guess if you were Jesus, right. And you healed somebody, <laughs> you expected it, but like you're healing somebody, right? Like that's, that's, beyond rationalization yeah i mean that's that's what a miracle is right it's a miracle that that they're healing people and in some regards so like there is no rational explanation for it yeah you know and so like it would be that i I think that they would be like that they did it in somewhat of a confidence but Mm -hmm. like when it happened i mean it'd still be pretty amazing there's no (laughs) even if it's just like a holy crap you're healed now like Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I think, yeah, it, it's just, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I would say that most of them weren't confident. If they were, it was a facade, you know, <laughs> like it was this like, yeah. you know, uh, this like, uh, I don't know, man. I, I mean, even now you look at it and you see, I mean, that brings up, points of like you know i think it was churches like 
there was a big when there big some controversy with like Bethel Church or something, and they oh, were I'm like, sure there was, and like something about like you need to, like, basically on house. I, I have no idea what it was. So I'm one hundred percent speculating right now. So we're probably gonna get sued here. While so get your uh, lawyer out now. Um, no, I just I think it's a matter. I mean, we see how about this? We'll just say we see it in a modern sense of like, should you pray, or should you go to a doctor? Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and I, you know, and so like, um, so that, that, that puts a point of like, okay, so like, if you pray, are you praying confidently? Are you praying that you're going to be healed? Does it actually do something? Does it actually change anything? Are you, you know, what did you in that sense say, I'm going to go to a doctor too. And like, you know, hopefully, hopefully you say, yes, I'm going to go to a doctor as well. And like, you have this, I, I don't know. So it's like, uh, I, I feel like we're not too far from this dilemma. Um, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. There might be a tangent here, but it just makes me think of now because oh, tangent coming up to kind of in yeah, one of our right? episodes. Who would have thought? Uh, what in the first like fifteen? <laughs> yeah, no. I just because when we see these disciples, like we're supposed to be called to do these same types of things. Maybe not like heal. Like that's not what we're called. I'm not saying like we're called to go out and heal people, right? What I'm saying is we're called to go out, and if you're if you're a believer in, in the gospel itself, you're called to love others and share with others and pray for others and do, you know what I mean? Do those things that in your, within your community. And so I don't know, like, I don't know, man. I just, this, this whole beginning invoked a lot of thought with me <laughs> and, but, and it was right there along with that. So I'll stop ranting and let's, uh, focus a little bit but um i think that i don't think it's pure confidence i don't know how it would be yeah i don't i think really don't. Uh, last point on this uh, until it comes up later um i think at least personally sorry i look really odd but my hands are freezing um i think uh at, at least myself sometimes when reading because again well first off like obviously the show is uh, a large part inference, right? Like we don't have any details on these, these disciples other than what is in scripture and what like small things we can find historically, but like <clears throat> their personalities, little things like this, like this is all being inferred. Right. And also dramatized because it's a TV show. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that this show has made me think about and kind of remind me of is it's the fact that the disciples were just regular people. Like, so like regular people have emotions and like ranging from pure joy and trust and confidence all the way mm -hmm. to like, fear worry and doubt and like jesus is you know god he's the son of god he's the son of man he's the messiah he is our savior he is lord right so he is perfect and he is confident like faithful trusting loving all those adjectives but the disciples were just regular people so like Sometimes I, when reading, I think 
that they are like Jesus, like little 12 little copies of Jesus, right? Just running around, like not being regular humans, trying to walk with Jesus and learn how to be Jesus's mm-hmm. early church. Right. Um, and as you and I both know, uh, people are, you know, not infallible. And, and even in the church, even people who are trying to follow Jesus, um, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we doubt. Sometimes we lack confidence, you know. Uh, and those are all things that the disciples had to have gone through because they were just human people, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense or if I'm just rambling, but um, th- the show makes me think about that a lot. Yeah. No, I, it does. Um, I think they do a pretty well, a pretty good job at um, developing them. And because, I mean, that's that's another thing that you kind of brought up too, is that, you know, we are, it's like this like lifelong journey. It's no different. It's not like you become... You know, you start following Jesus, or or, and then you become this like person. Right. It's not like a, a light and, switch that you flip and all. Like, yeah, but when, I mean, you, oh, go on. I was just gonna Sorry. say when when I first started following Jesus, I wasn't <laughs> running around thinking that I could perform miracles, right? Mm-hmm. And it's taken a long time in my relationship with Jesus to like be confident in the things that like were called to be called to do, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. They, they couldn't have been any different. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm getting, I'm just now getting to this place. I mean, of course I'm not saying everyone is like me. Um, but like I've been a Christian for what? 15 years. They've been with Jesus. How long? in at this point in the gospels or the show maybe a year i don't know maybe two um so like to think that it's just like a light switch that they just flip on all of a sudden they're like the like saintly disciples that sometimes we picture immediately without like going through that learning and growing process i don't Mm -hmm. know Again, just rambling random thoughts. I don't know if they're coherent or anything. But... <laughs> no, I mean, even in a, in like a secular aspect, like, I mean, it, it's, it's always a growing thing, morality and how you approach life and grow. Like it doesn't even outside of religion, you know, like there is going to be, there's nothing that's a light switch. You know, you still have to wrestle with it, whether you are a Christian or not. <laughs> I'll just say it instead of listing off a bunch of random things, I'll just say or not. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, you know, I, it's, yeah, dude, I don't know, man. It's like, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's very, it really is interesting. Um, one of the thought, one of the things I wanted to bring up was I love how everyone was so angry I, I thought about a lot about this all right so you remember everyone was angry that um he's developing the character judas you remember that they were like how dare you like <laughs> yeah. you are going to... oh i think somebody said you need to repent for yeah, this yeah. Or whatever. but like but like 
that's that's what I, sh- I I I noticed right away is that Judas was out there doing this. He right? was a like, disciple, right? Chew on that for a moment. Yeah, you know, like it, it, and so repent because you're developing his character, like into some, like he was called the same as the others and is doing the same thing. So how about that, dude? You know, like if yeah. you, if you're if you're upset, then you need to you need to repent. And think about it for a little bit. Right, because this this scene <laughs> is not something that he just made up at, in no. Matthew when they talk about... Um, and he wasn't excluded. Right, when they were talking about who was at the, the meeting there, he names all 12 disciples. Judas Correct. is listed there. And then immediately after, he sends them out in pairs. So Judas so, was part of this like he is in the show out because, there yeah. doing exactly what jesus told them to do so because you got some uh rough feelings and you don't want to wrestle with the fact that judas was a disciple you you think dallas should repent yeah. for developing the character yeah. might Not as well you, just tell matthew to repent people. for writing yeah. <laughs> in the new testament that judas was a disciple and actually like yeah work i just I was thinking about that as I saw him in there and I was like, man, you know, that is true. Like we can hate, you can, you can have all the feelings you want about the dude, but like, guess what? Like he was there up -hmm. until the end. It was the end that he did what he did. It wasn't halfway or in the beginning. It was right. It was at the end of it. So guess what? Oh, well (laughs) deal with it. He's developed his characters. (laughs) Yeah. I just I thought I thought about that as I was watching this. We're we're on great pace so far, so we're, we're up to like nine <laughs> minutes into the episode, and we've talked about it for about twenty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're doing if we're breaking this down, uh, te- yeah, well, ten minutes in the episode <laughs> equals twenty five minutes of podcast. There, the episode is fifty minutes yeah. long, so that's five. <laughs> Five times twenty-five. My math is terrible. Let me bust out the calculator. One hundred twenty-five. So it's one twenty-five divided by sixty. So we're at like you know mm-hmm. two hours. Correct. But <laughs> usually we don't jump into a rant within the first ten minutes. So we will. Um, I mean, look. I you know I there's a few made. All right. Um, let's just do this. Whose arc shall we follow? This was a longer episode too. Um, honestly, I mean, it, it is longer, but there there is kind of some filler that we can just kind of gloss mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk. You know, immediately after this, we get uh, John and Big James and Zebedee in the synagogue listening to the the, <laughs> the rabbi read about uh the ritual cleansing and and unclean uncleanliness mm-hmm. uh which is a major theme in this entire episode which uh leads to something that my wife mm-hmm. was elated about which i'm excited to talk about um Correct. yeah so that's going on the cistern in in the the town here again like we saw a couple episodes ago is broken quintus was drinking brown poopy water no good yeah. no bueno uh still mm-hmm. broken Imagine that. Yep. So Rome is pressuring uh, the citizens here, uh, particularly the synagogue and Rabbi Yanni, to pay for the materials and kind of make the repairs themselves uh, while being big jerks about it. 
Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that takes up a, a nice little chunk. But um let's let's talk about Yanni, actually, since we're yeah, here, and uh Jaris. Cause this was something that totally took me by surprise. So I'm excited to talk about this. Uh you you want to get into that? Let's do I ever. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So the next scene here, uh we have Rabbi Yanni coming into uh or Yar Yanni. Uh it's Yusuf. I don't know why I keep saying that. Apologies. Rabbi Yusuf is is who I've been talking about yeah. this entire time so far. Uh Yusuf comes in, uh sits down uh to um talk to Jarus. And he's basically requesting uh materials from his family's construction like a stone masonry brick mm-hmm. producing company to you know send materials so they can fix the cistern um and the, man this conversation that happens here is so interesting um because this is this is the scene right where he talks about the sermon mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay so so <clears throat> somehow um the sermon comes up and Jarus is intrigued and he's like, you know what? I get it, Yusuf. You know, I get it. Like, this is crazy. And what if he really is the Messiah? And Yusuf um, is kind of a, a little taken aback, but I think also kind of is like, you know, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Jarus. I just don't think we can actually like say that if you yeah. catch my drift. <laughs> What, what one thing too is that so this is what Yusuf wrote a while ago, and that was what Jaris said. Like, hey, you know, if you want to put this away into the freezer for a little bit, let it, yeah, let it, let it sit in silence. And so this is what he gave to him. He wrote the account of the Sermon on the Mount, his oh, yeah. account of it. I, I guess I probably then, should have led with that. Oh no, no, you're, you're fine. If people it's, might be like, who the heck is Jaris? <laughs> <laughs> so and Jarus was the one that um that he had given it to. He was the new um I, I don't know his role here, maybe scribe or he, he seems it's to like be he's kind like of like office the, manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's, exactly. You, you know of the of the the synagogue, and so, um, and so he, Jar, uh, Yusuf gives Jarus this. Jarus reads said scribe, um, and. Um, and can't unsee it. And yeah. so that's what I loved. He even said in there, he's like, I can't pretend. Yeah. Cause that, uh, that I didn't see this. Cause I've been, I've been looking at notes. I've been comparing it to scripture. I've been looking, I cannot comparing unsee it this, to dude. Shmuel's accounts. Yep. Shmuel. Nicodemus. Um, yeah. So like basically uh, this came up because uh, Jarvis is like, Hey, by the way, Sanhedrin, they kind of want to know, about your account uh, on the sermon. Um, and then they have this conversation and, it, and you know, Jarvis is like, you know, I read what you wrote and I'm comparing it, like you said, to scripture and other accounts and Shmuel's mm-hmm. accounts. And like, long story short, summarizing, uh, this guy seems legit. <laughs> like, uh, maybe... Maybe everyone's got it wrong about him being this like warrior, and you know maybe this maybe he is the Messiah. And Yusuf's like, "Hey, now, 
you realize what you're saying like that could get you in a lot of trouble and uh yeah basically the end of this conversation Jarus is like or Jarus is like you know we pro- it's probably not a great idea to send them your account or if you do it should be like very uh nondescript <laughs> and like the most minimal account you possibly can and Yusuf's like yeah, you're probably right. Um, or maybe, you know, we just don't tell him at all and you just pretend like you didn't read that. And mm-hmm. and Jarus, the big thing that I love about the scene that like totally caught me off guard is Jarus is like, yeah, I'm sure I can do that, but it's not going to change what I believe now. Yeah. And I, I, so I, I, I don't know about you, but I was just like, I did not see this coming because I thought Jarus was going to be one of those sneaky, like little villainy types, like, you, you know. Don't- fingers and everything kind of kind of guy you haven't read mark in a while then have you i have not no okay so that's why i it took me a a few minutes to process because i'm not usually good at naming but this is this guy's in in mark so i'll I'll, so he's not like a made-up character oh perfect I probably um, sound like a giant idiot now. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It's fine. I mean, this is where we're here. Like, no one's yeah, supposed yeah. to. You know, we're not all like. You know, I, I did. I've, I've, I've read the New Testament more than than anything else, and and that's why I remembered this story, and I had a feeling it was, but um, I had to go and look because I didn't remember the name. So don't feel <laughs> weird. Uh, but he's in Mark and Luke actually both tell uh, oh, accounts nice. of this. But Jarus is. Um, yes, we'll go into it though, um, with that story, but Jars, I love how he says, he said, you know, he might be the, you know, he's like, no, actually, no, no. I'd rather be unborn than to return to ignorance. And so I loved when he said that and he's like, so (laughs) he's just basically saying like, like I, I, he is, I'm not, I'm not even going to say like, would, could maybe like he is and so it's pretty cool um i like that a lot but um yeah i don't even know where we kind of land with that he's just like this is kind of, i think we've kind of said everything but yeah this is this is the way i feel and you know <laughs> all everything we're talking about like you can't unsee it yeah it won't change the way i believe like I, sorry bro like sorry yusuf um but yeah. yusuf is he's the same way yeah. right like i mean we we've clearly saw that if he was the one that um told the disciples to get out right like he was the one that sne- snuck yep. up and yeah and so like he just yeah something's working in him which is, i love that they're doing this because you can't tell me that 100 percent of of the pharisees like were um not receptive of this right. like the law of probability, like, come on, like, that's just not, you know, so I love that they're developing this way, like that they're developing one of the Pharisees to be, mm-hmm. you know, not our boy Shmuel. That's, you know, often, uh, often, uh, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> don't worry. We, we definitely have a, uh, oh. let's just do it. Get it over with. Man. <laughs> I just can't just do it. Actually, Shmuel. it's, it's very short. Uh, Shmuel is, is in the, on, the court yeah. of, pharisee judges or sadducees <laughs> or whatever judge. um yeah. they're they're having a big pharisee convention uh and basically <laughs> uh they get like a an edict is that what they called it passed pretty much uh saying 
what Jesus is doing is illegal. And yeah, if he doesn't. And it's the dude. It's yeah. the, yeah, I can't remember his name. Do you remember his name? Uh, one of the Shammai or yeah, one of whatever. the two that they were the pinning up against each other. They went to the one dude first. He's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then they went to him and he's like, you mean the other dude said, oh, like, let's get him. <laughs> like, cause he yeah. hated the other dude and I can't remember his name, but yeah, no, they're making a case against Jesus. I, lo- and- I love how political it is too, because like Shmuel's like jumping out of his pants and the dude next to him's like, all right, cool. That was great. And yeah. she's like, er, great work. Shmuel and he's like work we haven't even done any work like now let's go get Jesus and he's like let's burn him it's like hey let's <laughs> uh <laughs> let's let's calm the horses there buddy uh this speech was the victory you know if this Jesus guy is as bad as you say is I mean, we'll hear about it eventually you know, he'll, 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 do, he'll make himself known Shmuel is just like oh you just totally peed in my Cheerios bro <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one way to look at it yep. yeah and that concludes but- Shmuel. the pharisee victims unit uh, i'm sure we'll, we'll be returning there at some point hopefully not um <laughs> but yeah go so i just Shmuel drives me nuts um i don't know why and it has nothing to do with what you would think it does like because he's against jesus it is it really has nothing to do with it <laughs> it's literally the uh the but i want to I want to take him down. Right, like, right, right. Why is no one listening to me? Like, you know, that kind of like. <laughs> He's whiny... my false prophet and I yeah. want him now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what he reminds <laughs> me of. That's why he drives me nuts. I don't think I ever completely stated why. Yeah. He By the way, greatest but... commercial ever. It's my <laughs> money and I want it now. You ever seen that commercial? <laughs> no, I have no idea what uh, you're talking about. I was thinking of um, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Also applies. Yes. Yeah, um, Veruga, right? Is that the blueberry girl? Yeah, is that her? I think, Ver- Veronica, Veruga? I don't know. I'm going to look it up real quick. Good. What, what happens next with our good friend, Simon Peter? Oh, is that who's next? Um. Well, we get a glimpse of the well next, actually. Um. So, and... As you, it's Veruca as Salt, learn, by the way. Sorry, Veruca? Veruca Salt, yes. Salt, yes. All right. Um, now that we've, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so because you know it is a Roman city, aqueduct, um, you know, water's flowing in, there's, there's, there's sewage, and, and so, you know, it kind of draws the whole like. You know, they're drawing water into the city, right? Into wells that are made, you know, man-made mm-hmm. wells, right? Well, I, most wells are man-made, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. The water being located there is man-made. Um, <laughs> this is, you know, again, it's late, so just chill out. <laughs> but so there's poop water. Yes, <laughs> there's there's all landed, water. Right? And so the E. coli has entered the water. And so they are all going outside of town now um, for the well. Right. And so that's where we we get a glimpse of a long line sitting at the well waiting for, you know, their their turn to to draw water. And so now we, you know, jump to the scene of what you kind of brought up was um, Simon and well, you know, no, let's call him Peter. At the start. Yeah, we, Peter? we always forget. Simon Peter. We always forget. I don't know. Um, Simon P. 
<laughs> good old Pete. He, uh, he good old Pete. He's made it back, and um, so he is just. I don't know. I my wife enjoyed this scene just because she's like, oh, they're they. They're like normal, <laughs> like just completely oblivious. The, the, yeah, the oblivious, the fighting, the arguing, not is, arguing, but like so passive aggressive. It's uh, great, so, perfect. Um, but yeah, he's coming in. He's like, all right, yeah, you know, uh, I got this. I'm gonna go take a nap. You're gonna go draw some water, right, and make some bread. This is it bread? Is there enough bread? Is there good bread? Yeah, and so it's like kind of going. <laughs> no, I've been like, gone for like ever, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, all the all my my buds, the the boys, are coming over tonight. Uh, so yeah, if you could take care of that, I'm gonna go to hit sack. Uh huh. And so, and she's like, "Oh, like, are you really?" And you didn't notice all these yeah. things. You didn't know. You didn't, which I moved is... the table from there to here so it could make some more room. And then you know, Ema gave us these cloths I hung on the wall. It's just. Mm-hmm which is so funny great. too because this is like in my position it's like the opposite i like clean the house organize things and i'm like you didn't notice the <laughs> the picture on the wall <laughs> like you didn't notice that thing over there yeah. like hey man you know can you uh go turn that door and make sure it works you know i fixed that you know like <laughs> i <laughs> So it's like the exact opposite. I'm usually in Eden's spot oh, here. Oh, so funny. But, uh, so, yeah, no. Um, so he's clearly not observant here. And so they, she is passive aggressive to some extent, but also just kind of silent. And she's yeah. just like, fine, I'll, I'll go do this thing. And he's just oblivious. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, just normalcy kind of going on here between a, a married couple, the only married couple that we know of i believe that's in the in the disciples um so yeah so she goes to the well and i'm just trying to follow the whole arc here so she walking outside grabbing your water she runs into a woman right and a woman is asking like hey dude or not (laughs) hey you know how (laughs) you know how they did uh they did a romeo and juliet movie like I want to say early 2000s or late 90s with Leonardo uh-huh. DiCaprio. And it was like Romeo and Juliet in the modern times. Oh, I, I know what you're talking I haven't seen I think like, I actually might have seen it. Wouldn't it be so funny if like they kept the set pieces and, and the the um, wardrobe and everything the same, but like and then, but the dialogue was this. They're like, yo, bro, I see you got a lot of dirty clothes there. Would you like me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. that was awful i can't believe i interrupted you for that uh it's all right shame on um, me shame um so here she is she is she's this lady and i don't know we don't know her name she's like hey can i you know wash your clothes i'll you know for pay and she's like well no not really <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually going to get water to do it myself and so um She's like, well, why don't you come with me? And she's like, well, no, I, there's there's a long line there waiting for hours. I actually know of a spring outside of here. Um, would you like to come with me? And she's like, yeah, sure. So they go and um, and so um, we'll go into that later. But yeah, so they're there. Um, and so she kind of takes notice that there is blood on all the clothes like it's just blood everywhere and so um yeah so 
she kind of, you know, they're kind of small talk. And I don't think they, they don't say anything at that first point. It's later on. We see to kind of just f- continue with this arc here. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, the woman, why well, can't, I don't know if that's, if she said her name, I can't remember. I'm usually, I'm just terrible with names. So I, that's my fault. Honestly, I want to, Veronica. Yes. Yes. Um, so, Veronica's, Not to be confused with Veruca Salt. This is Veronica. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Um, no schnozberries here, but um, <laughs> Veronica is here. So Veronica's cleaning her clothes. And so um, Eden walks up and they're talking and she's like, oh, it looks like your husband's home because you got a bunch of tunics. And so here she is doing the laundry of, of uh, you know. Thanks um, for bringing that up, Veronica. Yeah. And again, I still feel like I'm in Eden's shoes here. No, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. But um, so not really. But um, Eden is <laughs> Eden is cleaning the clothes here, and so um, and then now she actually brings it up, and so she, they're talking about this these bloodied clothes, and um, she brings up, and she's like, "Oh, I've been I've been like this for like twelve years," and she's like, 12 minutes? No, twelve years." Yeah. How are you live? Can we just, first off, let's just get this out of the way. This is the woman, the issue of blood, Mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, This this is one of my wife's favorite stories from the Bible, so she was, like, elated about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the entire series, she's like, I wonder if they'll do that and, like, how that will be. Uh, Uh So here it is. We're going to find out. It's going to be really cool. Um, So... Secondly, I never knew what they were talking about, the issue of blood. I was like, what the heck is that? I don't even understand. Like, what's the big deal? First off, like, and secondly, like, what what is it? I don't even know. And so she explained to me, it's just a never-ending period. Not to yeah, be like just... frank, but uh, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's... What it is. Also, if you notice in this episode... Uh, a lot of period jokes. Are they? Yeah, they did kind of <laughs> allude to that a lot. A lot. I mean, even, 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 um, even Jarus. Did he? Yeah. Peter was like, Peter, I know it's not that time. Yeah. But, and she's like, don't, don't, don't even. <laughs> I mean, the whole ritual cleansing alludes to, you know, like being unclean, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I was kind yeah. of happy that I finally learned what the heck they were talking about and also a little grossed out. And this story is the same. It's told together in Mark, at least. Um, it's told together with with um, the J- Jarus, the story of Jarus. Yes, because don't they like intertwine? And, yeah, they're they're told at the same same um point of scripture so mark 5 21 through 43 is this this kind of this whole story that we see here yeah um so but yeah so i don't want to go into the whole story of jars because it's like very early on with that but her she's bleeding it's a rare disorder and so Mm -hmm. she's losing blood she's losing which is energy um we know now that blood if you're losing blood that blood carries as hemoglobin in it, the iron little iron that carries oxygen. So if you have an oxygen, you're not producing energy. Therefore she says you're tired. 
She's like, I'm just tired all the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of alludes to that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, she's losing a lot of blood. She's just kind of existing, right? She's just surviving at this point. She could tell she's just lugging around big old bags of clothes as she cleans them (laughs) for people. She's sitting by just constantly cleaning Like, I I don't know. So, um, and we should say this disorder basically has uh, resulted in her being disowned by everyone. No one like yeah because it, it, she's well, considered because... un unclean, and then of course, referencing the the earlier scene in the synagogue of like cleanliness and all of that, like it's a it's a big deal to be considered clean. Um, yeah, and I I'm just speculating. Uh, yeah, well, there it is. Um, unclean as long as yeah. So. Um, what we see, what we get this from is what they're alluding to is, I, I couldn't remember what it was, Leviticus 15, 25. And it says, I'll just let you, so it says, I mean, I'm not going to actually read this whole thing. It's actually a little bit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but basically saying that, that when a woman has a discharge of blood for many days um, for her monthly period continues on and um, basically she's unclean at that time and anyone who touches them will be unclean and you know, that type of thing. So it's that series, that little period of time that not just, but that, that I, I, I'm not even trying to do that. The little section of time <laughs> that, that, um, <laughs> that, that she's unclean. So her never stopping, she's just continuously being unclean and everyone is going to, distance themselves from her and so that's kind of so she's alone she hasn't married she has no family that is it is with her because of this disorder and so like it's Mm -hmm. a lonely lonely place and so um yeah so that's where kind of we're at with with veronica and and so she's kind of you know getting a little little cozy with eden and talking and and getting to know her and and so yeah um see here this isn't the final scene between them there's another one is there um yeah where they kind of go on to talk about oh no the i guess this is yeah we we jumped to that second scene yeah yeah. Yeah, uh so one important thing to note here is she's talking about her disorder and uh says there's no cure no ailment she spent all of her money on doctors they've only made it worse and so eden's like you know like there's no hope there that's that's awful and she's like i I love this veronica's like what do you mean there's no hope yeah maybe with them but like you know i heard the sermon on the mount like i've heard she's alluding to i've heard of this jesus guy like Mm -hmm. like there's hope for me still and and it's just really cool i love that yeah no it is like it's it's uh I love, I loved that because she just like, she's like, no, like there is hope and I'm going to get it. (laughs) You know, I'm going to, she's kind of alluding to, and I don't know, it's hard to like take the bias of the story that I know outside of this, but like, yeah. Um, So I think that's a, oh, what, go on. I was just going to say, do you want to go to um, the meeting uh, the reuniting of the disciples, or do you want to follow Jarus's story? Those are kind of the two 
big man. Let's, oh, end, with Jaris. Let's end with Jaris. Okay. Um, which is fitting to the episode. So, um, yeah, let's, I mean, we're only, we're only actually cruising along here. So I guess there's a small tidbit of. Oh, with Mary just, and Tamar. Yeah. Let's just bring it up real quick. It'll take like two minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, 45 minutes for us, <laughs> our, our time, but, um, so they're in Matthew's house. Big rant they, incoming about olive oil guys. Fasten your seatbelts. Yeah. Wait, what? I got a big rant for uh, you know, pertaining. Never oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh no, I. Well, because olives just are disgusting. First off, um, I always joke, kind of joke, and say that I go into stores, I buy cans of it, and just throw it out. So uh, like Ron Swanson experience. and turkey bacon. Correct. Yes. 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 It's it's what kind of I, like that, except it's a little bit more intense. A little oh, more one of my favorite seats and... ever, Parks and Rec. I love it so much. <laughs> Okay, hey sir, would you like to try a piece of turkey bacon? <laughs> yes. Like, yes, please. Grabs it, immediately throws it in the trash can. He's like, well, what, you, can I have another? <laughs> oh, yes, just picture me with olives yeah, and now you. No. no, all right, so that's our rant. But no, so they're at Matthew's house, um, um, Mary Magdalene and Tamar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're kind of arguing, going back and forth. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been through. I heard things about you. And so, and they're just going on and back and forth. And so Mary, Mary by... coming out though, by the way, like pretty savage clap back to Tamar, which I thought was, uh, pretty almost uh, kind of ruthless where she's talking about, you know, Tamara's talking about like auctioning off Matthew's belongings inside of his house. And like, uh-huh. you know, because he has no taste, blah, 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 blah. Um, Mary's like, well, maybe we shouldn't do that. I mean, it's like his stuff. And like one, like we've asked you to maybe sell some of your jewelry. Maybe you got a lot on and she, and Tamar goes into like, well, you said, you don't know what I've been through, blah, blah, blah. All these pieces mean something, you know, remind me of lost family members, blah, blah, blah. Um, I wear them to remind me of them, carry them with me or whatever. And <laughs> Mary's just like, I mean, I don't want to like be off base or anything here tomorrow, but isn't that kind of paganistic? <laughs> I mean, that was just, oh, I was yeah, just like, oh, dang, she's or... not even, she's not messing around here. <laughs> well, what I think what she's alluding to is, is idols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that, that you, you're taking these things. Yeah. Okay. So you did, you did picking up on that. It's just it, that these things are representing something yeah it was it greater. just caught and me off guard that yeah. she just like straight up she and did like though. filthy pagan was, yeah well because that. she's she, you know i mean i she kind of did do that <laughs> so oh extent, and then she but... said she she's like uh pagan paganism or animism what is animism I don't know. But then they get into their their little you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been through argument. Um and... Uh, yeah, and the attribute so it, it's it's like idolatry, right? And so it's the attribution of a soul to plants, inanimate objects, or and natural phenomenon. Hmm. Phenomena. Um they hear a so knock it's at the, the door. Belief in a supernatural power that organizes and animates the material. Oh, okay okay so yeah never heard so yeah lady. idolatry like this this you know mm-hmm. um but 
Go on. Old Zebedee yeah. comes and he's like, guys, is- taste my olive oil. Which one? <laughs> who just like, who? this is the second time we've seen somebody just take a swig of olive oil. Who does that? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe we're not culturally understanding it, but I don't know. I can't imagine, like I can't even fathom the idea of taking that extra virgin olive oil and just kicking it back. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's he's coming in. He's all proud. He's like, hey, check out this new olive oil. Uh, Thomas loved it, right? What do you guys think? I mean, he didn't say that, but that's what I'm assuming is going on inside. He's very proud of his olive oil. Uh-huh. And they just well, like. He's trying to do. He, he gave up. Yeah, he was a fisherman. His new venture, his new business. Yeah, he right? gave up this for something beyond what he knows or, or mm-hmm. what. He wants to know, use so it as anointing oil. And he's, yeah. He talked about. Um. Yeah, they they just they rip it to shreds, man. Apparently, it's not good. <laughs> well, Mary didn't want to, and then Tamar's like, "This is um, rancid." I think is the word she used. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So that basically, we could turn this into a forty-five minute segment here, and and you know, we're getting close to it. it. Yeah. So basically, they they are honest with him. They're like, "It's bad, dude. Um, you need to." let's let's figure this out and they kind of go into into that and so um, tomorrow does get the idea to try to basically reach out to the olive producer farmer whatever and maybe mm-hmm. like acquire the farm is kind of what i'm thinking because they got yeah they got they this... got that donation mm-hmm. from uh, i can't think of her name so uh, bad with names yes the lady from herod's court mm-hmm. donated the the crazy scarf fabric thing i think it started with a j but anyways it'll come to us after we stop Um, recording (laughs) so basically they're like all right let's i want to she said to turn this and multiply this for Mm -hmm. for the cause right and so um yeah so got the idea of that and so moving on we have you know just end it there um we do see later that um, Zebedee, is that who, who is that that's his a, first name? Yeah, that's big. Well, I know it's, yeah, Big yeah, James Zebedee. and John's. Okay, so Zebedee, you do see him kind of later on. He is selling his boat. Big deal. And so, yeah, big deal. So he's trying to make some money to really go on this venture. And, and it, you know, they allude to him. They're like, dude, you're like the best fisher around. Right. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to live above this mm-hmm. and that's not in and above this like fiscally or anything just like for something greater than right than the now right and so yeah um all right now let's we took a little sidebar but we, oh, i'm glad we discussed that real quick all right so now um we are at the uncomfortable um scene with you know the lunch, the luncheon, the luncheon at uh, <laughs> Simon Simon P's house, and uh, Eden is uh, just you know frustrated. But was this just Simon Peter? <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so they're all back. They're telling stories of their journeys because they, they remember they all just are necessarily out getting back into town from going out two by two, and so here they are, and they're just you know um doing their thing and living life and discussing what what it was like to 
you know, heal people mm -hmm. and and preach. Or like Andrew preached. Yeah. He was up there. He was up there like doing his thing. Yeah. And so, but this is where a big change, but there is, a, there's a conflict building, right? And so they have, what, what was the one, what were they actually struggling? Oh yeah, that's what it is. Okay. So John was arguing like, don't you feel like powerful? Right. Didn't you feel that like this, this power to this and like, and so, um, I don't, I'll just be very honest with you. My, 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 uh, my child was screaming and that's <laughs> crying a few minutes. So like, I think this was the scene where I was kind of like <sighs> trying to focus. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure who was arguing against it and saying, I think it was big. Oh, that's what it is. It's like brotherly argument here. Yeah. Um, you had John that's, that's saying, um, you know, like, didn't you feel power? Like, why would it be wrong to feel this if, like, yeah. this is what he's given us? And Big James is is arguing that. What, well, like, what, what are your Philip comes back and he's like, "Yeah, but is that kind of dangerous to hold on to that of all things?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, which brings up like a yeah, an interesting talking point. Because uh, uh, there is like a line between walking and serving in confidence and then of course like being power hungry or like mm -hmm. um you know what you, you know what i'm talking about um and i think that's kind of what at least you know maybe philip's talking about here uh because then they 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 kind of talk about how like you know john's like well why like he gave it to us and they're like because he's the messiah not us Right. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about Judas. He comes up and he's like, yeah, because he's working through us, um, which I think is something to like keep in mind, like <clears throat> having that confidence of walking in what he's called us to do and the authority and the power that he's given us through the Holy Spirit. Like as long as you, you, are walking in that confidence with the full realization of like, this is none of this is me. Like I am just a vessel that the Holy spirit is using and like all glory goes to Jesus. Like none of this is me. This is all Jesus. Right. Like mm -hmm. that's okay. That's good. Like you should do that. You should be confident in what Jesus has instilled in you and is doing through you. But when you start to, <clears throat> turn that corner of like man like i'm healing people or i'm like i'm up here preaching and leading thousands to jesus or like i'm up here leading worship and there's like a stadium full of people like singing with me while i'm leading you know where, where you turn it inwards about what you're doing mm -hmm. and like what you're able to accomplish um that I think, at least in my mind, that's like this conversation that they're having there, or at least how I interpreted it. Um, no, it is. That's exactly what I would say they're they're conversating about. And even with what you're saying, I think about that, and I'm like, I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like as human beings, we are 
just we can't deal with power we can't or 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 notoriety 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 my goodness i couldn't say the word we just you can't like it's just like there's something you know and and uh it was plato that said um that's where the ring of ring of i'm pretty sure i don't know if this is like a, a tale but the um lord of the rings kind of stems from in the republic um by Plato, he talks about like it's called the Ring of Gaia, and he's like, "All right, so if you if you gave this magical ring that made you invisible, would you use it for good and bad, get good or bad, mm-hmm. you know?" And and so like I think that's just the, the basic moralization of of like what do you do with power? Do you use it for good or bad? And and really the the fat the the major aspect here is like you don't know like you're unseen, right? No one can see you. So like there's no consequences there. So which which way do you drive? Are you good or are you bad? And and so power, I mean, we we see that. I mean I don't care what era you, you're in, like power um power what, what is the phrase? Uh I know my friend Dan is listening right now and he's like just he's like saying it out loud. Uh, <laughs> power corrupt what is the what is the saying it's like power i mean just absolute say confidently i'll believe ab- you absolute absolute power corrupts absolutely mm, and so yeah. that's what it is I, it took me a moment to get there but um, <laughs> i actually don't remember who said that um, i always know my my friend dan talks about that but um so it, it's like there they're struggling with something real that's that's almost like ingrained in into humanity like you can't we can't and we see it all the time like you see people that like they're starting out we'll just use the example that you had like these people are like preaching and like there's a lot of like you know uh leadership within in in churches and and just the whole faith of christianity right there's these leaders and you say like okay like god's working through me and it's like i feel like that's just like this rationalization like of course that's what's happening in this regard but like it's this rationalization like i'm not doing it for me because god's working through me but then it's like okay so then you almost like think about yourself as being this like necessary i don't know vessel to be lack of better words almost as if like the people out here like don't have a means of being saved or understood anything if you're not the vessel that's god's working through Mm -hmm. and like and so and i think that's what you were kind of alluding to when you were talking about like i'm the one that's right yeah yeah. exactly and and so it's like i I just don't we don't humans don't do well with it and so like i love that they're wrestling with this Mm -hmm. because that's that's a real thing to wrestle with i mean dude like i mean just think about it you know these are disciples that are going out and doing the same things that the like you had mentioned he's he in in this terms here he's god right he is is mm-hmm. he is a manifestation of that right he is is that and so like now you have these disciples doing the same thing that he's doing he's working through them and it's like how do you not feel that how do you not like have to wrestle with that like with that power struggle right you mm-hmm. know i mean i don't know i i loved this whole thing what i was able to get from it. <laughs> you have to rewatch yeah, but, yeah. Um, um and then like you know the, it gets to big james and he's like yeah you know they're like what'd you guys do out in the wherever you were and he's like uh you know we just like preached and did the things that jesus said we were gonna do <laughs> and nathaniel's like i love this little line is it made me laugh he's like you sound as enthusiastic as a sadducee with a toothache <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even know what that means. Me either, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, but yeah, like then, then they come up and he said that he didn't give us power though, right? He worked through us, which is what mm-hmm. Judas says. And they all just kind of like agree. But, but big James is kind of like being a party pooper here. And he's like, yeah, I didn't think it was a good idea. Like just, it's going to be a headache, more crowds, more scrutiny, like, um, you know, more eyes on us. Like, uh, and then he goes into uh, another funny line, by the way, John's like, um, He's like, he's just mad at me talking about Big James. He's annoyed that um, I've gotten close to Thomas and because Jesus once called me beloved. (laughs) Uh, John said that? Yeah, which of Uh, course, you know, uh made me laugh because John is always refers to himself as the one who Uh Jesus loved. The beloved disciple, yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, Big James, he he says something (laughs) that I think hits home with anyone who's been a follower of Jesus uh, at any point in their walk. Um, Jesus, using us as vessels, Jesus gave us power, but no understanding. Mm -hmm. And then he continues to go on and say, um, sorry, uh, he said, oh my gosh, I skipped over it and then I went back. I want to get exactly what he says because it's, he said, I said things that I don't comprehend or live by. I felt like a fraud. Mm. Which is tough. That is tough. I mean, that it makes sense i mean i i mean i think sometimes when i start speaking about these types of things i feel like hesitant and i feel like a fraud and you know like almost like i don't know what i'm talking about um yeah i'm probably the least qualified person to have a podcast about (laughs) jesus (laughs) uh so in one sense i feel like big james uh sometimes doing this show um but yeah it's just like um of course you know them being so early on in their their walk with jesus and just learning all these things but like they don't know everything we i mean we even now you know 2000 some years later like we don't fully understand. We're not even going to fully understand everything about our faith until the day we're like face to face with God and we can like ask questions. Um, <clears throat> and, and, you know, all can be revealed. Right. Um, and like, none of us are perfect. So of course, like there's, there's areas that, that we aren't, you know, living by what we believe, right. Or what we're necessarily like trying to convey to people. Right. And yeah, sometimes, man, it does feel 
fraudulent and well, and it's we tough. probably don't even to some extent don't even know what we believe i mean it's very easy to be like i'm christian or i i believe this or i believe that but like but like there's certain aspects of it you know that you don't know because you haven't wrestled with it not you just yeah and and, and I or strongly, like even before you get to wrestling like investig like dug in read mm -hmm. even read the bible right you you get saved off of pastor's sermons right but like maybe that's as far as you go and you don't go any further uh and and here you are uh, this was some a way that I lived for a long time early on is like just off the back of pastors or people around me where I didn't actually like dig in mm -hmm. and try to learn and get close to God and like grow in my relationship. Right. Um, but yeah, even then, like you said, you get to that next stage where you're like, you got to wrestle with some things and like really try to, I don't know, learn, discover. Well, yeah. And I mean, you get, you, there's a lot of things that conflict and, and, you know, just don't make sense. There's no understanding to it, you know? And, and I've had these conversations with people and, and you just say like, you know, well, why, why do you feel so strongly about X, Y, or Z, right? Like, why do you feel so strong about this? And they're like, well, I don't know. Like, it's because it, <laughs> It says it here it says something about like here and you're just like it and it's and i mean me saying this isn't saying that they're wrong even though and to some extent they are wrong for not wrestling further and coming to you know but like you know i i think that there are levels of like there are there's a lot of aspects that like you don't need to get to a deeper understanding to change like if you got to the deeper understanding it doesn't change the major aspect of it right and so like i don't know um but yeah there's just so much misunderstanding in it all and even even here like with jesus you see big james is like i don't understand it and uh, which I thought was hilarious. Eden just pops yeah. up. Just, <laughs> Why don't you guys just wait until hey, Jesus, Jesus gets here? <laughs> Why don't you ask him? <laughs> Brilliant. I don't know. Yes. Um, how about, you know, eat some bread and ask him the, you know, what he <laughs> like, just ask him, dude. And so I, I liked that, but no, I, I don't know. I, it is good. You, you did bring out that. Like, it's just, it's something we struggle with now and there isn't a lot of understanding. And, and actually I would say in the modern world, um, it actually is more difficult, more difficult to understand, more difficult to reconcile things, more different, to, difficult to just, just even gain a firm understanding of what it is, which is why I feel like ideas like this or, or you, that they're it's diminishing with, with the world. You know, I don't, I don't know if Christianity is growing or diminishing. I, I don't I don't actually know that statistic, but I imagine over the past like two hundred years, I don't imagine it might have fluctuated going up and down here. Mm -hmm. But I think if you look at a nice long enough window, like I imagine it's the per, I would say if you look at the percentage of population, because obviously people 
I mean, in the past like 30 years have gone up to, we're up to what, 7 billion, 8 billion? What is it? So I don't know, some ridiculous number. A lot of billions. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is like, it's harder even now being in a modern age. Mm-hmm. And so um, this was like their life, their laws, their everything. Like this was what made them. It wasn't just a uh, a religion to them. It was everything, right? Yeah, it was every, that they based every moment of their life around, mm-hmm. which is in theory, if you, you should be basing most of your life around that now, I mean, in, in if, if you're following something, right? If, if you, if you follow something and have such a faith in it, you should be, it should rule your life to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. Or are you really believing in what you say you believe in? Right. I don't know. Not to be like legalistic there. And that's not what I might, my goal here is just like, we're all striving for something and that striving is to act our act um in our faith i don't know. so but you know what i'm saying there right mm-hmm. okay good yeah um but, but yeah big james is unhappy because he doesn't understand yeah um he's conflicted Eden's like, you i guys would are say yeah he's conflicted and it's probably here the brotherly john and him are disputing yeah and, you know um i think it's it's great that those two are on like the extreme opposite ends of the spectrum in this meeting though too like john's elated he's on top of the world like like man this was amazing like i had all this power that i could i could heal people and do all this stuff it was crazy it was awesome and then his brother's like i don't know man i kind of felt like a big fraud um i thought that was interesting having brothers be on the opposite ends there uh but yeah, that, that's that's the meeting there. So I'm I'm anxious to hear uh, listeners like uh, drop a comment. You know, if you're watching on YouTube, on over on Showboys or uh, wherever you're listening on James uh, James's platforms, like leave a comment, join one of our discords, uh, and let us know what you thought about. I mean, this episode is full of of thinker moments. So like. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear from anyone on any of these like big thinking moments, uh, what you guys thought. So don't be afraid to comment. We, we would love to hear that. Yep. Um, completely agree. Every, what he said. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think now. Oh, we right, got Jaris. Jar- no, Jaris. But. <laughs> Uh, well, no, let's, we got one more little, little thing to talk about real quick. I just, this was like, this scene to me, like, was like, it was like a college party that like went wrong almost like, like, uh, he invited a couple people over for a party and then like, everyone's just piling in your house. And this is exactly that moment. It's like, uh. Uh, Peter and Eden are arguing and then here comes <laughs> knocking on the door and then you have <laughs> that's Jesus there and he's like awesome cool I'm coming in and like they're just bringing all these people in and like it was just like uh yeah you know like <laughs> I don't know you get what I was like, like it was just like this awkward yeah. uh, well because it's, it's Jesus it's all the disciples uh, and on top of that, a massive mob of people realizing that Jesus is there and trying to like follow and like mm-hmm. talk, learn, be healed, etc. 
Um, and, and of of course, Simon and Eden not in the 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 most you know perfect of places in their uh, relationship at the moment. And Simon's like, dude, really? <laughs> He's like, I I came home from this, and you're. I will say, my wife looked at me. Not once, not twice, maybe three times, multiple times throughout this episode. And was like, she looked at me and she's like, you're exactly like Peter. <laughs> I'm like, um, so that's funny. But um, nice. Yeah. He's know, like, after like, a long journey, like, I just want to come home. Like, but no, my home is being used as a meeting place, a forum, a town hall. Like, come on, man, just give me a break. And he just kind of he needs to go for a walk. So. So he goes for a walk. Do you want to talk about about hit Peter and uh, Gaius's conversation? Yeah, yeah. Let's just glance at that because I'm wondering where that's going. So basically, Gaius walks up and is, you know, he's got <laughs> civilian, a slippy slip on civilian and toga. His, uh, <laughs> his, his jammies. He's just he's no, still he's packing got, though. He's still got his sword. He, yep. <laughs> and so, um, Peter's sitting by the 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 well or latrine is that what they would call it uh no, no that would be latrine. a bathroom that would be a uh, uh, <laughs> that'd be awkward um, if Gaius and oh, and peter God. just sitting on the latrine <laughs> that is totally what that is All right, um, so he's what is it called is it cistern cistern the broken cistern is it cistern i don't by the way, right. while we're looking up what it's called, a uh, little update on the you know forty-five minute ago reference to the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet movie. Oh I had pulled this up, but I didn't want to interrupt the flow. But we we've interrupted it now, so I'm just going to throw this out there. <laughs> 1996, and it is the opposite of what we pitched, where you know the the set set pieces, setting, wardrobe stays the same, but the language um. changes. This Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare's famous play is updated to the hip modern suburb of Verona, still retaining its original Shakespearean dialogue. Hmm. Anyways, the more you know. Well, I did not get an answer for this. It's a cistern, cistern. All right. So cistern, that's what it is. (laughs) Cool. Not a latrine, but, um, which also reminds me, I think they were, they, you know, they have those ads for the shows. They had the the cartoonish David and the other whatever show um, for VidAngel or whatever. Oh, uh, the Wing Feather Saga yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's that one that they keep promoting is the modern. Te- it's Testament. It's yeah, it, it's Axe, but in a modern. And I don't know how I feel about it, but I don't know. I I won't judge a. A book by its cover, so I'll... Uh, well, to yeah. derail this even right further, uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Romy, Jesus, is in a... An yeah, I don't understand that. He's like, in a, he's like a hippie? Yeah. Is like, that what it is? He's literally like... Yeah. Um, he just got done following the dead around or what? Like, <laughs> he is... Uh, Upcoming Jesus Revolution is what it's called. Yeah. And uh, the true story of a national spiritual awakening in the early 1970s, its origin was at a community of teenage hippies in Southern California. 
Uh, he's still got the the classic chosen Jesus hair. He just oh, looks he like a hippie now. Yeah, I mean, he can't. Yeah, he's, what's he gonna do? We're gonna do a Henry Cavill CGI uh, haircut. If you know, you know. Anyways, we've totally derailed. Let's uh, <laughs> get back on track at the latrine here. Um, at the latrine. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, basically, they're just they're. It's just kind of small talk. They're they, the whole time. Gaius is just hanging out. They're both sitting there. Um, he, you know, they're just talking. They they talk about Matthew. Why does everyone don't like Matthew? I, besides the fact that he was a tax collector, like what's wrong with him? Um, here's which they didn't really answer. Kind of glossed over that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and they're just getting to know each other. Talking about um the fact that that um. The synagogue was is bringing in the materials because the supply chain issue with Rome, whatever. They're like, you need to be doing something with your hands. Why don't you help out um, next day? So yeah, meet me uh, here tomorrow morning. Yep. And the whole time he's sitting there tying knots, different Peter's tying different knots, and so guys, it's like I can do every single one of those. And he grabs the rope and he ties one that actually Peter didn't know. And so then he's like, prove that you could do these ties all the knots and so it's just literally small talk and they're kind of getting it and unless i'm missing something here a little desensitization of the audience's view on gaius even though it probably was not a hard yeah, view anyways uh, yeah. but making him more less roman jerk soldier and more like relatable sympathetic I character thinking like am i missing something Am I missing something? Is it Axe that they have the Centurion? I think in Axe, there is a Centurion that is converted. Uh, I don't know, which is, doesn't make I don't know. That doesn't make sense of that he be that because he's privy. Right. Not officer. But then again, I don't know when. I think he was a Centurion before. I don't know the ranks of. Um. um. Well, one Not last scene but also with with Veronica that we didn't really talk about. Uh, after her and Eden wash the clothes later that night, she goes to deliver clothes back to a gentleman who sees blood running down her leg onto her foot and then, of course, calls her unclean, throws his what? clothes back at her. And, uh, yeah, that's how we know. If you didn't know already, <laughs> the lady with the issue of blood. Uh, did you miss that scene? very short no yeah no i did not miss it i i remind i was reminded of it by flipping through that but yeah so thank you for bringing that up because we almost missed that yeah um so that leaves just jars right yeah all right you want to dig into this yeah so jaris here um i get to meet his family finally yeah we meet his family i'm trying to find the part here and so, um, yeah, so he kind of let after where he was talking to Yusuf, um, he gets home, he's got his wife that's pregnant and his daughter. And, um, and so, you know, he's kind of going, he's got his home, his home scry or, you know, his home little, library of yeah, things. Exactly. And, and so, and it's, you know, they're, she's the the daughter's cooking with with um her mother and um 
I can't remember what happens here. She her tummy hurts and she collapses. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. All right. And so something's wrong with her, and she's sick in some capacity. And which so she mom yells, you know, for for Jarvis, and so he runs in there, and um, they set her down, and he's like, "I'll get a doctor." So that's the first scene. You know, boom, done. And so later on. You see, where is it? Where is it? Dude, 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 dude. I love how both of it were just like click, click, yeah. click, 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 click. <laughs> um, There's another scene uh, between Yusuf and Jaris about, you know, Jaris is like, hey, you know, there's a situation at home. I got to go. My daughter's not feeling well. It's just, you know, they say that. I think it's because of the water. Yes. Which she, makes sense. She drank some doo doo water. Correct. She's not feeling great. And Yusuf, being a great guy, you know, he's like, all right, what can I do to help? And he's like, Novel idea. Let's get some clean water. And he's like, done. What else do you need? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it is literally, it is yeah. just a done. Yeah. Got um, it. Uh, but, oh, man. Oh, oh yeah, he brings up right here. Yeah. I, what? M- major talking point here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he's like, I, he's like, uh, he's like, I, I wonder if, if I'm being punished for, you know, following, yeah. um, for thinking and believing what I believe, mm-hmm. you know, and Yusuf doesn't really argue it, um, but almost, you know, I mean, you got to understand that them, they're, they're legalistic. They're very like, you know, like, you know, I mean, I was you, I'm reading through, it's a very like, uh, you do this to me, I do the same thing back to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, it's very, uh, I can't think of the word here. Um, but that word, just fill it in and just say like, you know, the very, vent, uh, uh, retribution is the word. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're getting retribution for things. Like you do something wrong, you're punished for that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, we can turn that into like a 40 minute rant. <laughs> well, this is, um, this is actually the scene where, uh, you know, basically exactly what you said. Yusuf's like, basically he's saying like, oh, if you are like, it's my fault. I like, I've mm. done this to you. Like I, the I wrote the stumble. thing, you read it. Yeah, and then yeah. that's why you are in this position. He's like, but it, it's not too late to stop investigating. <laughs> like, just take it all back. And that's mm. where Jars is like, he says, taking it back would not change what I believe. Um, yeah, that is this very yep. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Um I mean, obviously now New Testament life, new new covenant life, right? You know. We don't think God is like going to punish us in this way, right? Um you sin and and he causes sickness or things of that nature. But I think Old Testament, that was how it worked, right? Um, I mean... In some think, way or fashion. Um, I think there was like a, a, a large cause and effect kind of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. And uh, to that, like, uh, I think something that a lot of people gloss over is the fact that, like, we're, we're joining this story... 2000 years after the fact right 
so like we have we have the new testament we have all these stories the gospel Mm -hmm. everything like laying it all out but like like you've alluded to and we've talked about in past episodes like if if we were around back then or if this were to happen today some dude walking around claiming that he is the son of god like that would be a big struggle to believe in and if you did believe in that and like you were wrong about it like Mm -hmm. that would be a very heavy thing to go through right so like all these people are trying to come to terms with that realization and i think we sit here and we're like oh if we were alive back then and we saw jesus walking around and jesus called us like of course, no brainer. I would go like, of of course, I would be confident that I could heal people. Jesus told me that he was going to give me his authority and power to do all these miracles. Of course, this is the Messiah. Like it's Jesus. But like we have the benefit of time and and knowledge of the New Testament. Right. Of course, they had like the prophecies of the Old Testament, but like mm-hmm. it's all been laid out for us now. Right. It's yeah. all happened. But but th- there's also this like level of like they don't under understand and Jesus has to kind of like put it like his aside. so they were going along in John nine they saw a blind man from birth right and they said um, his disciple asked him Rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind and they said Jesus' response was neither this man nor his parents sinned said Jesus. Um, but this happens so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as day, we must do work him who sent me. Right. But the point here is that he's not, it's like, it's, it's not the point. It's not, that is not, it's not the reason that's mm-hmm. not, you know, and which like right there, it's a subtle thing, but like that wrecks a lot of old Testament theology, mm-hmm. right? Like this, I mean, even now the retribution, the I, idea of it is still argued to some extent here, but like, even right from the from the goat's mouth, the greatest of all time. You know, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. So I don't know, man. I just uh, it's I don't know. I had to write a paper on that this semester. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't buy it. I just not. I don't. I don't subscribe to it. Um, I just think that. There's, I don't know. I don't want, I can turn this in two way long. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'm not going to do that to you guys. I'm sorry. Well, it sounds like um, something you should post on your blog for all to read. Um, It's actually a theme of Ruth. Well, there you Ruth. go. Hey, look at that. Um, little so plug. It'll be, I'm going to, you know, I'm basically, if I haven't really told you, I'm doing the, the themes of Ruth. Um. And so basically what I've done is I've written a bunch of papers and like snippets and different things throughout the semester on Ruth, these different themes, Mm -hmm. and I'm turning them into blog posts. First one's up. Second one is pretty much done. I just got to post it and um, got a couple more in the works too. So nice. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's, uh, I, I think there's like a small, like sect uh, that still kind of like lives in this retribution uh, thought process. Yeah, but but it's not 
it, it's it's almost like think about it like this too though like i mean even now we have this idea of like we sin right and it's almost like there there's there has to be some balance you know you could say you could you can go on the theology and say okay like i sin god forgives me and we're good and we're you know like he knows my heart you know the heart of david david mm-hmm. didn't you know david killed somebody and then you know uh pretty i don't know we won't even go into all that but you know like <laughs> yeah. but like yeah, yeah. you know it, it's like a level of like okay so i did this thing i sinned and now i'm forgiven right and but that's not i don't know if that's fully it because if you do it and you're like knowingly do it you know yeah. what i mean so like i i don't know there's, well, there's a lot like of, this is something that uh it's i've kind of easy cut and dry thing yeah well like the last week or so maybe a little longer than a week is something i've kind of wrestled with it's like Obviously, like grace is there and available, right? And you know, Jesus has given us salvation. But there's like also uh, the the whole underlying thing of like, yeah, you don't want to sin, but if you do, if you mess up, if you sin, like it's fine. God will forgive you through the blood of Jesus, right? That's what he paid for on the cross for us. But like, there has to be a level of like trying to honor God in your life through the things you do, like through your lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes things we do while maybe not being sinful in nature or anything like that maybe they're not honoring to god does that make sense yeah i also i also think there's a direct there's a direct consequence for sin Right. And, and I'm not, I'm trying to give a gen, like this general idea of what sin, like not even like from a biblical standpoint, but like just from the point of what sin is and you know, it's something wrong, whether it's a secular or religious, like, like there's certain things that like give it. We'll just talk about like sex before marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's a, it's, it's considered a sinful thing with biblical, but like, I don't think it's, that level of of like a biblical thing it's a self death right like you you lose this idea of like joining i i don't does it make sense like you almost like die to some extent of how do i put this i probably should have thought a little bit more about <laughs> such a, a uh topic it's <clears throat> i don't know you could call it this like sin but it's like there's direct cons like it's not i don't see it as being this thing that's like god's like throwing down lightning bolts at you for it and and the reason why is because i feel like the kingdom is like he jesus when he's he's here he's like the kingdom's here dude like you guys are, are thinking about this futuristic thing and even not like you know like being saved right what does that mean like what does that mean that we're we're going to heaven one day like and it's and it's like that's not what 
we see in the Bible, I mean, it is, I'm not arguing against that. What I'm saying <laughs> is that like, what we see in the Bible is like, he's saying the kingdom is saying, like, what, what is the prayer? Your kingdom come on earth that is in heaven. Right? It's not like this thing that he's like, okay, let's, let's like live to the future. Like he's like, let's live here and now. And when you do these certain things, like you see this little bit of sin, like a little part of you dying to this life, you know, that you're supposed to be living. And it's not this, this future sense. It's this is present. And so I don't know, like, so I guess maybe there is a level of retribution for it and it's your own making. It's like you, you, you kind of create your own hell in life, you know, and that's, it's a very easy thing to think about. And so like, you know, it's not a matter of you going and burning in hell one day. It's a matter, which I don't know, whatever. I'm not even trying to get that theology right now. But the point here is like, there's this little own hell that everyone can make of themselves in their own life, you know? And that's what I kind of see through sin. And so maybe there is a retribution to it, but um, I, I don't know. I but th- But then with that theology, I don't see that being a factual, that's not like, I'll stand confidently and say that's not what was happening with Jarvis, right? When we were talking about that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's crazy stuff. I feel like this episode was so full. It was the like the Christmas episode. episode we were, yeah, it was. We were, I remember the Christmas episode. I was like, man, we really didn't do a lot of like breaking down because it wasn't like. Yep. It's we I saved it like off this, this episode. Over and over and over <laughs> else to to yeah. uh to rant about. I mean it was like what five minutes in and we were ranting. Yeah. But um, um so to end it here, we have Jarvis back to him, back to his house, and he is um his wife is here. Um which for I, I, I <laughs> in the episode, I don't know what I was doing, but I looked looked up and I'm like is that Eden? I'm like, is she pregnant? <laughs> wow, that happened like, fast. That's why. Well, no, I was like, that's why she's angry at him. He doesn't notice the walls, but she also didn't know he's pregnant. So I thought that was too far. Nice. And then it took me like, that was all in the matter of like 0.3 seconds mm-hmm. that that whole thought process occurred. I'm like, oh, that's clear. Nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's Jarvis's wife. Middle of night, she's drinking water and she's talking to Jarvis and she's like, have you checked on nilly and um which is their daughter and he's like no i haven't done it and she's like all right i'll do it and um you know she grabs the 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 candle and walks into the bedroom and um and she just yells love the shot by the way camera stays focused on the hallway she walks past and then you just hear a scream for jarvis like really cool i love how they didn't follow her we don't see correct yeah no that's good it's but yeah and so that's where you left you're left at the cliffhanger and so yeah um, very excited for next week um because we have this episode was called clean part one clean part two is next week uh but yeah don't don't want to spoil obviously like if you've read you know the gospels mm -hmm. you know what's happening but uh for those of you who maybe have not or haven't in a while um don't want to go too deep past what, you know, where this episode ended, but uh, very much looking forward to seeing part two and how, you know, these stories uh, wrap up here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, man, this, this season's been really good. stinking good. Yes. I'm, I'm just, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to start getting into like the serious stuff. 
like that like in the last episode we saw jesus is like there's no turning back now and like and it's it's like that level of like there is a distinct change in 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 the waves you know mm-hmm. and and so we're going to start seeing like depth to it like well there not that there wasn't depth before but like there was a playfulness yeah to the first season or two that you just don't gonna, i don't think we're gonna get that back and it's gonna get very and i almost and so i don't know um i might end up start splitting these podcasts into two if we start ranting <laughs> <laughs> anywhere past two hours yeah but um, um no it's just there's just so much i wanted to talk about with this yeah. and so much you know it's like so i'm not gonna like lot, shy away a lot to unpack that. um interesting note all jesus episode three barely any jesus episode four um just the party Jesus yep. coming in. <laughs> no good. No good evening. Just evening. Yeah. Something going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yes, thank you guys so much for sticking around, hanging out with us. Um, make sure you like follow rate review, subscribe, mm-hmm. wherever you're listening to this on. Um, check out the nerdy for everything James is doing over there. He's got his new blog series coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. Head over to showboysmedia.com. Uh, if you want to hear us ramble on about other shows and movies and video games and all that crazy stuff. Um, and we'll be back next week. Uh, you got anything you want to you wanna say before we wrap up here? Or? Yeah. My friend told me to say that his show that he enjoyed, cause you were listening last week on the shows, um, dark, dark oh. if that's a show he yes that is to... a show i think it's a little too late for your episode it is, but... a, it is a foreign foreign yeah. netflix show he said uh he said he, they did do like english dubbing he said just watch it in german and read the subtitles <laughs> nice but, yeah uh, so i did i did give your picks for movie show and game of the year on the show by the way if you don't know what we're talking about last thursday did... uh the last thursday of 2022 showboys we had our 2022 year in review where Everyone involved in Showboys in some capacity uh, either came on live on the podcast or uh, sent in their picks for movie, show, and game of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't have to be movies, shows, or games that released in 2022, just that you watched or played them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really fun episode. Uh, yeah, really I'm behind. Fun. I haven't, I, I'm still watching. Uh, that's in my docket to listen to. <laughs> well, if you think these episodes are long, man, you're in, you're in for a surprise with Showboys. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, thank you for tell your friend thanks. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things. Well, you're about telling him right now. He listens well, hey, every week. Friend of J- what's what's his name? Dan. Dan. Thanks, man, for letting me know. That <laughs> Dark was your show of the year for 2022. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I've never watched it myself though. You uh, said it's kind of dark. But makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> On that note, uh, we're going to get out of here. Make sure you tune in next week. And uh, don't forget to comment wherever you're listening to or, you know, join our discords. Uh, links are in the episode description or on our websites. Uh, and let us know what you thought. There's a ton of stuff. And I'm very interested to know what was going through your heads as you watched. And then especially when you listen to us ramble on about it and... <laughs> Yeah, just let us know what you're thinking. Uh, We'll see you next week. Shalom. Shalom.